Hello, and welcome to another video on soundproofing. Today I'm going to be talking about how soundproof is my studio. I've gotten a few comments of people questioning, like, can you really soundproof when it's the middle of the night? Are my neighbors going to hear anything? If I build a studio like you did, is it going to really work? And in this video, I'm going to hopefully give you a better understanding of what soundproofing really means in terms of how much transmission loss you actually get. We're going to learn about what my studio does when there's drums playing in it, how soundproof that is, how soundproof it is when I'm at like a really high volume, uh, louder than I would even mix with, what that sounds like outside the studio. And I'm going to give you some uh, sound pressure level readings in the studio and then also outside the studio so you can hear what the transmission loss is between the inside and the outside. So hopefully this video will give you a better understanding of how soundproof my studio actually is. Before we jump in, I want to let you know that I do have a resource for you if you're on this journey of trying to build and design your own soundproof home recording studio. To learn more about how to do that, I have a free soundproofing workshop, and you can watch that at soundproofyourstudio.com workshop. That's soundproofyourstudio.com workshop. All right, let's jump into this lesson on how soundproof is my studio actually. All right, so I'm gonna show you some videos that I took using my SPL reader on my phone, which is fairly accurate. You know, uh, there's a great app that I highly recommend for all of you called Decibel X, and this is what I've been using, and it's really cool. It even allows you to take video as you're in your room. So that's what I'm gonna show you here, showing you actual live readings in my studio room. So let's take a look at that first. So we can see here in this video that I'm getting around a 26 dB level. This is on a Monday morning around 9.17 a.m. So things are relatively quiet in the neighborhood, but pretty much about how they are most of the time. Now let's take a look at the outside reading. And here is a video of the outside reading. And you can see that there's some ambient noise. Uh, the birds are chirping, uh, just general uh, a hum from my neighbor's HVAC system, things like that. And we're getting an SPL reading of around, the peak is at 57.6 dB. So my total transmission loss from the inside to the outside is going to be 31.6 decibels. Now, some of you who know a little bit about sound pressure level readings and acoustics and things might be like, oh, oh, this is all wrong and this is not true and blah, blah, blah. So let me tell you a little bit about why my measurements are accurate to a degree, but how you can get even better measurements on your own. So over an entire week period, you're gonna have all sorts of sounds in your neighborhood or in your basement or in your garage, wherever you're building your studio. And the best thing you can do is try to take as many measurements per day for a seven day period. So let's say that I took a measurements, some measurements in the morning, in the afternoon, at night, and then in the middle of the night if you were gonna record in the middle of the night. And you would start to get an average of your peak SPL readings throughout the entire week. So you might notice when like a siren is blaring in your neighborhood or an airplane flies overhead, you're gonna get that maximum sound pressure level reading. This will be helpful for you so you know how much energy, sound energy, you need to reduce in your soundproof home recording studio. For me, 
everything's been great. I'm getting, you know, 26 dB. I could probably get it even quieter in here if I wanted to by turning off the uh, mini split or putting it in quiet mode. But honestly, 26 dB, anywhere from 25 to 30 dB for a home recording studio is an amazing feat and you will not have any problems recording at that level. Now, I'm gonna quickly talk a little bit about the problems with SPL before I show you some more examples of how soundproof my studio is. Um, sound pressure level uh, comes in different weightings. I was actually doing this in the A weighting, and so you wanna do a little research on which weighting is best for you, and I'll do some more videos on that in the future. Another thing is that sound pressure level readings when I'm just reading them off the meter is an average of all the frequencies. So to get a more accurate view of how soundproof your studio is or how loud it is outside your studio, you wanna figure out what the noise criterion curve is or NC curve. And to do that, it's a little more complicated. I think it's personally overkill for most home studios, but if you wanted to get really nerdy about it, you can get an analyzer that will help you figure out what the NC curve is. And just to briefly explain that, um, basically it's taking a one octave band frequency across several different frequencies and measuring what the SPL is at each one of those frequencies. The reason is that low frequencies have more energy behind them. The wavelengths are bigger, they have more power, and they tend to go through walls more easily than higher frequencies. This means that low frequencies are almost always going to be, or really always gonna be, the biggest problem in your home recording studio. So that's like subwoofer bass, airplanes, the low rumble of airplanes, the low rumble of thunder, things like that are gonna travel through your walls more easily than the mid to high frequencies. So noise criterion gives us a way to look at different frequency bands and see if they fall within the uh, regulation size for engineers who have to do this on a for commercial buildings, for studios, for residential buildings, and meet code requirements for noise levels. So let me just briefly tell you that the NC levels are measured at 63 hertz, 125 hertz, 250 hertz, 500 hertz, 1000 hertz, 2000 hertz, 4000 hertz, and 8000 hertz. So technically to do this, you would measure each of those frequencies with a one octave band limit on what you're reading and get the SPL level on each of those. Just so you know that ideally recording studios are in the NC15 or NC20 range, I believe that NC25 is still perfectly fine for a home recording studio. So that was pretty nerdy, but it's good to know about and I will make another video in the future going more in depth about noise criterion levels. Right now I wanna show you what it's like to play loud music out of my speakers and testing how loud it is in the studio versus how loud it is outside the studio. So here I'm going to turn up the volume and I'm getting a SPL reading on my speakers. This is really loud. I even think it's louder than this meter says, but it says it's 87 dB roughly for the peak levels in my studio. And this is louder than I would listen when I'm mixing or even listening back while recording. So here I am, I'm gonna go outside my studio and then we'll see the door close and you'll get an SPL reading of 48 dB. Now that means the transmission loss from when my music is blaring to going to the outside, the transmission loss will be 39.6 dB or rounding up to 40 dB. Now the transmission loss I'm reading is roughly around that 48 to 50 dB level, which is the ambient background noise in my neighborhood. So essentially that 
my studio is cutting out all the noise coming out of my speakers and you're left with just the ambient background noise in the neighborhood. So success. That's awesome. Again, like I said, that's as loud as it's going to get most of the time in my studio. I would never listen to speakers that loud. So my neighbors, anyone outside the studio wouldn't have any idea what I'm doing in here. Now, many of you are probably wondering, well, like that's great, Wilson, you're playing some loud music on your speakers, but like I have a subwoofer or I have a drum kit or what about lawnmowers or loud noises or planes flying overhead? So I've made a series of videos over the past two and a half years when loud noises are outside my studio so I can show you what those are like. So let's take a dive into those videos so you can sort of hear on a less scientific level, but just sort of hearing from my phone recordings what it's like to close the door and see what my studio can shut out and also i'll show you a video of the drums that we recorded in my video and how well that soundproofed as well <laughs> what music? <laughs> that is so crazy. It's... They're currently mowing the lawn. Let's see what it's like. Closing the door. Boom. Go over to the mixing spot. Can you hear the lawnmower? So they are doing some tree removal work outside and I was like, what is that low rumble? So I want to show you guys a little bit about what this does here. So outside you can hear they're literally chopping trees up. This is the soundproofing job. We're going to go to the studio here. Get that door nice closed. I'm going to go over here. Let's see, this is walking away about five feet. And you hear the drums just disappear. So soundproofing is not perfect. I can still hear certain things in my studio at certain times of the day, and this is normal. Any true soundproofing expert would tell you, yes, the idea that you can eliminate all sound from your room completely entirely is impossible. And this is especially true with low frequencies. So in my studio, I'm first gonna say that I've never had a take ruined uh, in the two and a half years I've been recording here. So success there, back in my old studios, um, I had plenty of takes ruined from beeping trucks or loud noise in the kitchen from my girlfriend or whatever, you know, it was like, there was always something that we'd have to watch out for. So now that's just not even on my radar. It's very, very nice to have that freedom in the studio. So that said, there are certain things you can still sort of hear. One in my neighborhood in particular that's annoying, but I can't do anything about it, is the apartment complex behind me has cars that occasionally will come in with really, really loud subwoofer bass. Um, and it just subwoofer bass travels through everything. And so in my studio, you hear like the lowest of the subwoofer. So around 40 Hertz, there's just like this low that can come through because that frequency is so hard to block out with any sort of soundproofing. 
The next thing is you can hear things like the very, very low rumble of thunder if there's a thunderstorm. And it's weird. It's like thunder you've never heard before because you're only hearing the low, low frequencies, not any of the higher part. Uh, I can't hear any rain. So when it rains, that's not an issue at all, which is wonderful because it does rain a lot. Now, when they're mowing my lawn, uh, most of the time it's not an issue at all. If they drive the lawnmower right by my door, yes, I will hear some of that lawnmower. Or if they're running it right up against the back wall where I have some grass, um, I do sometimes hear that and, you know, just have to wait a second or two before they're done. So soundproofing is not perfect. I'm be the first to tell you, like, you can definitely reduce the sound a ton, but fully eliminating sound is nearly impossible. And on the budgets we're talking about as home studio enthusiasts, I would say pretty much impossible. Um, but that said, don't be discouraged. Like this room is incredibly soundproof and it allows me to do great work and I wouldn't have it any other way at this point in my career. One thing I will say just as a final part of this video is that my door is by far the weakest link in my soundproof room. And I think if I had built a double door system and used zero industry seals, as well as created um, some Corning 703 within the air gap on both the sidewalls and both the inside of both doors, I believe that my soundproofing would drastically increase and a lot of things that I might be hearing now, I might not hear. So I'd be really curious, you know, maybe in a year or so when I have a little bit more money saved up, I might try to actually beef up my door um, and improve that side of my studio. So for those of you who are building a studio similar to mine, just keep that in mind that, you know, the door is always the weakest link. Making sure your door is your door design is incredibly rock solid is going to be key with getting the soundproof levels that you are looking for in your home studio. All right, I hope you enjoyed this video. Uh, it was fun for me to make, do a little bit of you know home testing and measurements on my phone. And I hope you've gained some useful knowledge. Again, if you're going down this road of trying to build your own home recording studio from scratch without any experience, I highly recommend checking out my Soundproof Studio Workshop. Uh, this is gonna help you with designing and thinking through all aspects of your Soundproof Studio design. And to sign up for that and watch it, you just need to go to soundproofyourstudio.com slash workshop. That's soundproofyourstudio.com slash workshop. I will see you all next week with another soundproofing video. Again, it's always great to hear from you in the comments. You can like and subscribe, and I look forward to seeing you next Monday, same place, same time.